And we are back with the Illennials Podcast. We've been gone for a while. I'm here again. I'm Smith. I'm Seth. And we're back on, uh, from a mini hiatus, which we have no excuses for. Yeah. I noticed you were very high energy coming in, so I, I decided to lower it so we're evened out now. The principle of socialism is balance between high and low, correct? Yes. Boom. So... We are, uh, we, we sort of took a week off there. We didn't tell anybody or say anything because, well, we're, we're just irresponsible sons of bitches. Yeah, we're dumb. Yeah. We're just dumb. And the thing is, we've been together for the past two weeks. And we've and actually been in the same geographic location for the past week. We could have made a hundred podcasts in that time. I guess the math checks out. Instead, we've been watching It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia and the Purge movies. And that's been about it. The Purge trilogy. That's been our uh, soon-to-be-a, what, quadrilogy? Tetralogy? Well, to me, and we'll we'll do an episode about The Purge eventually, because mm-hmm. it's incredible. To me, I think the first movie is, first of all, the first one is the worst one. Oh. And it's kind of its own thing. And then after that, once they get into the Frank Grillo stuff, mm. you start your own, you have like two movies there. And I think that the themes in those two movies are going to extend to the first Purge. And even though it's a prequel, those will be kind of be the trilogy between Anarchy, Election Night, or Election Year, and First Purge. Those okay. will be a trilogy. And then the Purge itself will just kind of be a proof of concept, I guess. Okay. So that's been our, been our, our, our week. So yeah. If you haven't watched the Purge movies, watch them. Yeah, for sure. They're, they're incredible. But we are going to do an episode about them because they're they're that interesting yeah. of films. Very, very, uh, I think, very leftist movies. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, we just, uh, we've been chilling down here in Georgia, you know. We've been dealing with some crazy weather happened for a while. Got a lot of weird weather patterns. We've got some, uh, we don't have elections coming up, but we see it on TV all the time because the local station, uh, the South Carolina as well, so we have to see all their fucking primary ads. And it is just, boy, it is a fucking slaughter out there, isn't it? It's disgusting. It's got a guy named McMaster and some lady named Christine Templeton or something like that. And yeah. it's just them two. Like, you'll see one ad for one, another ad for the other, and a third ad for the first one again. It just, I hate, I hate that about elections where there's, you gotta see these fucking ads all the time on TV about yeah. what's going on. It's, I don't give a fuck, you know? I think you should get one ad and you can play it once a day at most. Okay. I can see that. I can see that. Well, mm-hmm. at two a.m. Uh, at two a.m. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I, and I, you always hate people who talk about how they hate the negativity of the campaigns. They hate how negative they are. They're always attack ads, and I'm like, those are the good ads. Those are the fun ones. Yeah. In our fucked up democracy, I at least want to see some blood. You know, show me some fucking anger out there. That's true. But also, I think that I think that I don't know. Ads are so bad because. People who aren't like in tune politically but still want to vote, I mean, obviously, I mean, obviously, an ad you want to make your candidate sound good. So then it's like every ad sounds the same. They sound like they all want, kind of want the same stuff, but they're mm. for different parties and all for different stuff. So like I don't know, they kind they kind of they try to make whatever their platform is as middle of the road as possible. Mm-hmm. So that even like, Democrat Republican things will all sound the same almost. Just That's true. With a, with a slightly different slant, and then. It's not until you actually look into a candidate or like look at what they've done in the past that you actually know how you should vote or whatever. So the ads are really misleading, but I mean, I guess that's kind of their their goal is to mislead people in voting in you, so for but, you. But this year, I've noticed some th- in some cases, not not most of them, but some, we are getting some wild ass candidates out there. Like just here in Georgia, 
the two Republican guys running up in Atlanta for, for officer. Did you see that shit they were doing? No. Where they were had a fucking a deportation bus this guy was running around saying he's going to load all immigrants in it and take them back to Mexico. And the other guy was basically saying, yeah, well, I'll just shoot them in the street. And it's like, it's getting crazy out here for some people. It's uh, it's moving away from the center to, for the right wing. The left yeah. wing kind of sticking towards, well, I call them the left wing, but the Democrats are sticking towards the center. Yeah. And it's interesting to see there's this new trend. I've noticed a lot of interviews with people who are like, people are already so burnt out on Trump that they're like, like when vote when voting for a Republican candidate, I want to I want I don't want to hear Trump at all in their campaign. I just want to hear what they think about stuff. I don't want to see any association. Which even if, even if the person likes Trump, they're like I'm just so done with mm-hmm. the whole idea of it. So it's kind of an interesting thing that where some some people like this guy McMaster we're talking about in South Carolina, he heavily allies himself with Trump and even has like a soundbite from Trump at the end of all of his ads saying yeah, we're gonna, gonna win, 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 win. win. Um, so it is interesting to see that we're already so burnt out on Trump that a lot of even Republican candidates are trying to distance themselves and try and appeal more to people who are kind of in the center and don't like Trump. Which is pretty common because even with Obama, the Democrats ran away from him in the midterms because... That's because he was black, though. Yeah, exactly. It's not because he, he was a very... He was a decently popular president. You know, he yeah. was a pretty average guy in that respect, but they fucking ran away from that dude because they know that it would it would sink their numbers to be associated with the because sitting presidents never do well in the midterms anyways, it's never held true for anybody. Yeah, their, their party usually loses ground. But you know, I think the South Carolina South Carolinians will go for a pro Trump ad because they mean hey, first state to secede, right? Yeah, they they, they definitely have that a uh, very right wing uh, streak in them. Although I will point out. That though South Carolina may have been the first state to secede, Georgia was the first state to secede twice. That is, that's actually very true. Um, we were like, this whole, whole Confederacy thing, guys, it's not working out. Yeah. We're out. They wouldn't let us, but we tried. South Carolina's a great place, though. I'm, I'm sad that they have such a terrible political system, but great yeah, state. They fucked over that new governor. Don't they have, don't they have yep. a Democratic Or that North Carolina has a Democratic governor now. Which one was it? I don't know. Because one of them got a Democratic governor, and before the Republican one yeah. left, the, the legislature just gutted... No, no, it, it's it's North Carolina. Sorry, it's North yeah. Carolina has the Democratic governor, and they just gutted his powers before they left. Yeah, so he can't do anything. Basically. I should probably know that, but yeah, because Master is the incumbent, and he's a Republican in South Carolina. So, here's what I'm saying: We need political campaigns and candidates who distance themselves from the center. And here's my radical proposal: We will build a Gundam. I will build a Gundam. That's what I would say. That would be like my campaign proposal. I put a giant robot right there. Oh, on the okay. That's your. I thought you were saying we should build a gun and it should run for office. <laughs> I was like, you want something that's really removed from society, <laughs> something that currently doesn't exist, only in the imagination of Japanese people and weeaboos. Yeah, I don't know. We will build. That's our campaign promise. We will build a Gundam. We're gonna build it right here, American-made Gundam. Okay, I'm cool with this. I think. I think we should have real outsiders run for... I think that you shouldn't be able to run for office if you live in that country. Oh, you really? Only four people should be able to... Okay. Like, Americans can run for office in China, but we can't run for it here. I can see that. Okay. Yeah. So, you got like a Norwegian to run here or something like that, or mm. really go further afield. Maybe get, like, a guy from Kazakhstan or something to run for office. Just mm. some really outsider baseball perspective. That's not a phrase I just said. It's not outsider baseball. What? Okay. Can you explain where inside baseball came from? Because I don't understand this. I don't know. I think it's like a, tr- it's like a trade term, like, 
I guess for I guess because see the thing is in America for a long time the only sport was baseball. It's only one that existed for like a thousand years. Yeah. And I guess in that time they had to develop a lot of terms to talk about things inside base inside baseball. Yeah, but you say about everything. I wonder. I don't know. I guess it's because it's like. You know, like if you're giving somebody the lowdown on something that's going on with somebody they know, you're like, there's some inside baseball information I got here for you. Mm-hmm. I wonder if maybe it was like, maybe it has to do with like that. I never saw the movie Moneyball, but I imagine that there was some inside <laughs> baseball stuff going because it had to do with money uh-huh. and baseball. So I right. imagine they were doing some inside baseball stuff and they're like, there's some inside baseball trade knowledge. Mm-hmm. Buy stock now. Um, so yeah, maybe it was Moneyball. Maybe so. Yeah. I, I don't, Great I, movie, by the way. Not sure what Money Ball is even about. Yeah. Don't know. I think it's, there's, there's an AI involved or something. I don't know. No. What I think he goes rampant or something. I don't know what movie you're talking about. It's. They said that the computer plays baseball or something like that. Or it, what are you? I'm talking about the Jonah Hill and Brad Pitt vehicle. Right. Yeah. They have a, they have a computer. And it's it about play, a, it it's about baseball. a real event that actually happened. Right. Yeah. It's a, com- a computer that can play baseball. Not play baseball, but it can pick the players for baseball. I don't know. I didn't watch the movie. Yeah. Why are you asking me? Yeah. I think it's like it picks out. It can like do better like draft picks, mm-hmm. and it can like predict who's gonna win. But I mean, I guess anybody can. I know this computer smarter than we are. It knows all the stats. That's it has true. all those like oh, what's a fucking RBI? I don't know what an RBI is. I don't know what the batting average means. It's mm-hmm. a, but it can crunch those numbers together and come up with who's gonna win. So it's like fucking. I don't know. I don't. Even, I don't know about Ken Griffey Jr. Is that a baseball player? I don't know. I like how there's. A couple of baseball players that people know, you know, like Babe Ruth or you know Barry Bonds, Barry Bonds, Barry Bonds, yeah, Sammy Sosa, uh-huh. OJ Simpson, you know, just a couple of baseball players out there that you know you could name, and then Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan, very famous, most famous for baseball, I'd say, <laughs> probably true, yeah. yeah. Um, but we're getting off track here, are we? Were we on a track? I don't think we were. I think we're off road at this yeah. point because you said something about inside baseball. Mm-hmm. And are you saying something outside? Oh yeah, outsiders running for political office. Outsiders running for political office. So what um, we need really is we need we need the alien from annihilation. It needs to run for office, make it president. I've got <laughs> great things will happen. I've got something. Here's my here's what I would run on. Okay, if I were a candidate, it doesn't matter what state I was running. I guess I'd have to run in Georgia. Mm-hmm. But if I was running, my campaign would be to abolish the Golden State Warriors. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Do you have some some thoughts about the Golden State Warriors you want to share with us? Uh, yeah, I think that um, Steve Kerr uh, sees the means of production in the NBA and has run rampant with his super team. And they even pulled a fast one over on LeBron James and oh. tricked him into losing four games. <laughs> okay. Is that what happened? Yes. They beguiled him with they, the mystic magic? They tricked him. Uh-huh. I think one time they were like, shh. They'd be like, hey, look at this thing over here. He'd look, and they'd score a point, and it'd be like, oh, they won the game. And it was it was disgusting. How close those games? One of them was close. The first one. Uh-huh. Um, and what happened there? Um, J.R. Smith sees the means of being a dumbass. Yeah. And ruined, the whole, ruined all the NBA for a whole day. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so if you if people don't know, you people. I didn't mean to say that. If you mm. listeners didn't know. You fucking nerds. Um, you political idiots. LeBron James, the greatest athlete to ever live, lost 4-0. He got swept in the NBA Finals by the soon-to-be-abolished Golden State Warriors, mm-hmm. um, led by Steph Curry and Kevin Durant. 
and it was a very very sad day for me and i don't know what i'm doing myself until base- baseball basketball starts again so i don't i don't, I don't know what i'm gonna do my fellow americans i called you all here together today to tell you that i have signed into legislation law that is going to outlaw steph curry forever the bombing begins in five minutes the bombing remember that it was a great that was a great moment of political craziness when Reagan said that. To oh the yeah, yeah, about, yeah. When he said that thing about Steph Curry. Yeah, yeah Steph Curry. He knew. He knew. Steph Curry yeah. wasn't born yet. He knew beforehand. Oh, and I'll say this. I know we always say "fuck Tom Brady" at the end of our podcast, mm-hmm. but I think about adding a new person to the. Oh come on. Fuck Kevin Durant. But people love Kevin fuck, Durant. No, people don't like Kevin Durant. They don't. No, but he plays he, basketball. So he's good. a baby. He's a baby in a grown man's body, and he is awful. Okay. And so I'm. I'm, I'm going to add fuck Kevin Durant. Oh, no. In the spirit of Lil B, the based god, I'm going to add fuck Kevin Durant at the end of our podcast. Okay. So, I'm done with Kevin Durant. Here's a question for you, though. Yes. Imagine if you had the Golden State Warriors, mm-hmm. but LeBron was on their team. That is a wild scenario that is being passed around on and off because LeBron's contract is up at, Cav- at the Cavs and he is looking for a new team. He's most likely going to go with either the Los Angeles Lakers or the Houston Rockets. There is a cool bid coming in from the San Antonio Spurs that I'm excited about because um, I would love for him to work with their coach. I don't know how well that's going to go. But one thing that is being thrown around and is I say possible in the loosest form because of uh, salary caps and trade deadlines. There is a scenario where LeBron James could go to the Golden State Warriors, in, and and then in that event they would stop the NBA. It would. Be, I'm about to say they would be like the whatever the Western Conference Finals is is going to be that's going to be the finals. There's no reason for anybody else to play. So um, yeah, that's a scenario that would be probably awful for basketball, but very good for LeBron James and the Golden State Warriors. Wouldn't so. it just be like I would say? Wouldn't that just be illegal? Wouldn't you yeah. just be like, guys, we can't play the sport anymore? Yeah, because they would have the five all-star first-team NBA players on their on their team, and that would be that would be de- that's never happened in the history of the NBA. So that would be devastating to every other team. So that's like a supervillain's evil plan. Yeah. I have assembled the greatest team exactly. of basketball players ever. And plus, I want I want LeBron to go somewhere and buy, with with him and a different team beat the Golden State Warriors mm-hmm. and put them in their place. Wait a minute. I think I just kind of came up with the plot Space Jam, didn't I? A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. Shit. Yeah. It's already taken. Are they going to so, stick in one of those? Isn't that happening at some point? They've had it in production forever with LeBron James as the star. Uh-huh. So, I guess maybe eventually. Um, okay. I don't I don't see his life getting any less hectic right now, though, to just film a movie, but we'll see. I mean, Michael Jordan filmed Space Jam. He was at the top of his game. He was... On t- he was, he was I don't think you know when he filmed that He's movie. Top of the world, ninety six. What somewhere in there? Like his last championship. Yeah, yeah, right. So the top so of was, his game. He was done, but he was done after that. The last like, championship. I'm, I'm done. That's when you're at the top of your game. When um, you're the last champion. Yeah, so we're gonna be we're gonna add a new segment of this podcast called LeBron Watch. Um, <laughs> anytime there's any LeBron news, I'm gonna shove it right in your face. Hey, so it's cool with me. We got a very sporty vibe here at the podcast because Seth's not wearing a shirt currently. And he's got a backwards baseball cap, and he looks like uh, like either a beach bum or a tier one operator. Are he, are the two very moves. similar looks? <laughs> they fucking are though. Yeah, you got the got cut off jean shorts, a Superman tank top. I'm not wearing cut off. He, he's not <laughs> a, a backwards baseball cap and a big old bushy beard. You've either got a beach bum or a tier one operator. Yeah. Does he have a gun? Probably a tier one operator. <laughs> have we discussed my big bushy beard before? <laughs> I'd say, I'd say it's a small bushy beard. It's it's, it's coming in. Hey, fuck you, buddy. What? 
It's, I, I've seen bigger than any beard you've ever had. Well, what am I comparing it to? You got to think about. It. I've seen some big ass bushy beards in my well, day. Well, yeah, but I mean, come on, we can't compare it to everybody. I mean, it's, it's his own thing. Uh huh. For the person that it's on, how much facial hair they normally grow. So size doesn't matter. What you're saying? No, size doesn't matter at all. Okay. Yeah. Come on. We live in 2018, dude. We're That's true. Post gender, post size, post all that stuff. Post gender, post size. Yeah, we're post sexuality. We're mm. all that. We're we're done with it. We're we're living. Yeah, I was thinking the other day. Is he literally <laughs> just put his elbow down and put his fist on his cheek in a pondering way? <laughs> He's well, never done this on the podcast before. I was thinking about Ant Man a lot, and I was thinking about how he shrinks down, you know, to a tiny man size. Yes. And like, what? Wouldn't your molecules get smaller, too? Like, wouldn't they get packed together, right? Like, your electrons and shit? And mm-hmm. so... And they say in the movies, he's denser. Okay, I'll give you that. Yeah, he's more he, dense. He's, he's, he's the same weight, but he's small. Okay, mm-hmm. fine. But, like... It just feels like if, if you made all your shit smaller, it would cause some serious problems, like with the chemicals and stuff, and the energy transfer along your ser- nervous system. I'm not mm-hmm. a doctor. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But it just seems like that would be a problem. What do you think? What are your thoughts? I think it's a comic book. Uh-huh. It's, it's a movie, too. basically magic. Uh-huh. So, yeah. I mean, the movie, he shrinks down so much, goes into the quantum realm. He does. He goes, he's smaller than in a molecule. But he can, but he's, but um, he, but he's still, he still coheres together as Paul Rudd, yeah. the human man. My, uh, Scott Lang, um, uh, my, my more important quarrel with Ant-Man is that in Infinity War, which if you haven't seen fuck you okay just watch it i'm gonna spoil nothing about it mm-hmm. well, they were supposed to be established that ant-man is no longer being a hero he's like right. all right i'm out yeah. whatever because mm-hmm. the new movie coming out is gonna be a prequel but whatever he's like, i'm done so sure you can do that you can do that if, you know there's some some normal villains out but the whole universe is in the hands of the people who have weird superpowers in mm-hmm. this world or weird abilities or weird costumes they can do stuff with and throughout the entirety of infinity war scott lang still decides to stay home yeah he's like i mean he's not he's the only avenger who could stop thanos in a second if he wanted to but wouldn't do it how, how, how could he do that he'd crawl into thanos's asshole as a small person and then become a big person and then destroy him <laughs> Well, I see you didn't read Infinity Gauntlet number six, where he tries that and turns out that Thanos has a diamond hard asshole. Yeah, because I'm not a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> but he's on house arrest. He can't. He can't leave. Uh, you know what? I was talking to a friend last night, and they said the same damn thing. You know uh-huh. what I said? I said, "Put this car into oncoming traffic because you're a <laughs> fucking idiot." <laughs> It's like you. Do you really think the authorities are worried about what Scott Lang is doing right now when that man is out there destroying the whole universe? That's true. They don't care. Ant Man and Hawkman could not leave the house yeah. because they were fucking under house arrest. I guess they have families. I okay. don't know. They you care. You know what? I'm I'm sorry, but Hawkeye stay home. <laughs> That's true. What, what's he gonna do? I was about to say something about like animal discrimination, which I mean, you do got Black Panther and Spider Man and the Falcon, so there's plenty of animal based. I guess Black no. Widow too. That's, that's technically a no, spider. spiders are animals. Oh, we got two spider themed heroes though. Spiders aren't animals though. They're what are they? Arachnids. Arachnids. Yeah. I mean, but they're like still. They're bugs. Animals. Kingdom Animalia. No, there's people, animals, mm-hmm. bugs, plants, vegetables, ladders, wood, <laughs> trees. What do you? What else do you need? You didn't say fungi. What? 
Never yeah. heard of it. You remember that movie? You remember that movie? Uh, Eight Legged Freaks. Yeah, the David Arquette vehicle. Yeah, you remember that? Yes. You know what original title was what? Iraq Attack. Like arachnid. Yeah, but it Ar- sounded too much like Iraq Attack. Yeah. So people were like, we can't do that because nine yeah, eleven. Be weird. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking about the other never day. Never forget. Yeah, never forget. Uh, it was not inside job, yeah. but um. So yeah, I was just thinking about the other day, and I thought. At this point today, who gives a shit? That's true. We made two. We t- we made two White House down movies where basically I, th- I think it was North Koreans take over the White House. Yeah. We don't give a fuck anymore. We'll do whatever we want. Yeah, we remade Red Dawn. That is true. That movie was not very good. It was not very good. It was uh. It Didn't was... It, and it ended like when it was supposed to start. I think. Yeah, like wasn't Chris Hemsworth in that movie? Was it no? It was Liam Hemsworth, I think, or was it Chris? It was Chris. Chris and Josh Peck. Josh Peck, yeah, the guy from that old TV show, uh, Drake and Josh. Yeah. Um. So like, he got shot in the head and died, like Chris Hemsworth did, and then his brother took over, which was Josh Peck, and then the movie just ends. Yeah, it's like, all right, guys, we're about to go fuck it up, and then end of movie. Oh, right when the interesting part's about to happen. What an insane series of propositions that movie makes. Like, first of all, North Korea takes over America. Okay. Okay. Got it. Uh, and then some high school children can fight back against against a forward invading force. Mm-hmm. No, come on, man. At least when it was the Soviets, it was believable they could launch a ground invasion of America. North Koreans are like they're fucking size of a postage stamp by comparison. That's that's that racist. They're country, not the people. Oh, okay. I was about to say, whoa. But speaking of North Korea. Currently, right now, there as of is today. No news coming out of North Korea nothing, right now. Nothing nothing's happened. But no, our 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 president uh, is meeting the, uh, uh, the the leader, the supreme leader of North Korea, Kim Jong Un, and apparently they're talking about all kinds of crazy shit. What are your thoughts on this one, Seth? I, I what is talking about? They're like shaking hands or something. Mm-hmm. It's not the first time anybody's ever touched Kim Jong Un's hands in thirty seventy two years. <laughs> yeah, I like read a headline. Mm-hmm. Cool. I don't know. I don't care. But here's the thing. People in North Korea are being treated like garbage. They're being treated less than garbage. We treat American garbage better than North Korea treats its people. Uh, they starve. They they famine. They do whatever. They build these fake cities with fake storefronts so that celebrities can come through and be like, oh, look at that. And then if you pull out a camera, they kill your mom. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I don't know. It's a pretty bad place. So this should be fixed. Is Donald Trump going to fix it? No. Uh, who's going to be able to fix it? I don't know. I'm worried about South Korea. I think I think they need some help because, you know, they're actually kind of, you know, pretty cool place. Mm-hmm. And they're saddled with these losers who I guess they're friends with now. I guess it's like they're everybody's cool and friendly and there's no problems anymore. I guess that's kind of the thing we're supposed to be believing in our heads right now. No, yeah, you've always been friends with North Korea. It's been great. Yeah. So, like, they shook hands and, like, I will admit, the North and South Korea ride was pretty insane. It was like... One day the news was, they're going to actually meet for the first time ever. And the next day it was like, they now have a lesbian soccer team that's between both countries. And they're going to play in the lesbian Olympics. And I'm like, whoa, this is crazy. This is the most insane thing I've ever heard. So, I don't... The news coming out of North Korea, or Korea in general, is weird right now. Mm -hmm. I don't know what to believe. I don't know if it's more than meets the eye. Yeah. You know... How about you? Well, they're talking about how Trump is going to withdraw military forces, or they're going to stop exercises or something on the DMZ. And all I'm thinking to myself is, fine. If Trump's pudding brain can somehow... 
harden into a consistency in the direction of demilitarizing the DMZ even more, if we can get our troops out of there, I'm fine with that. Anything that reduces American empire and keeps us from possibly going to war, another useless-ass war, I'm okay with that. Because I see all these, like, fucking ghouls talking about how terrible it is that Trump would give up on on fighting North Korea. And I'm like, I don't want to fight North Korea. Yeah. I, have no, I have no interest in that. I don't want to fight anyone. North Korea's problems are North Korea's problems. Yeah. I got no... You know, you know what the saddest thing I saw today is? People were like, look at this. Look how disgusting it is. We're flying the American flag next to the North Korean flag. How terrible is it that our flag is given the same prominence on the world stage as theirs? And the thing is, to be fair, they're eating it up too. The North Koreans are like, look, how look, look, we're on the same level as America. And I'm like, buddy... Buddy, in case you haven't noticed, our cultural cachet has been going down in the past couple of years. Yeah. It's been on a distinct downwards turn. Maybe it's not the best idea to be hitching your wagon to the American fucking star. Because I'm pretty sure it's going downhill. So, I don't know. Yeah, I think that America is... We're like current day O.J. Simpson. (laughs) At one point, we were a superstar for good reasons. Then, we were a superstar for bad reasons. And now, we're just kind of (laughs) bad. I think we're I think we're OJ Simpson right before that break in in uh, Las Vegas. Where That's he true. Really got back in the news again. Yeah. I think we're right about there, and I think the we're next about, time we're about to break in. We're about to fucking break down that we're about door. To go get some stolen football memorabilia back from somebody. That's true. Was it stolen or was that like a lie? I think that they like they did buy it from him, but he like didn't like the amount they bought it for. I can't remember. He's insane. Which is basically theft. Yes. Yeah, he's, he's insane. So. <laughs> I regret selling it at this low of a price. They stole it from me. However, I, I, just, I just have to know mm-hmm. how much money O.J. Simpson has. Because I know that when his trial went on, he obviously had a lot of money. Because he yeah. was the biggest football player in the world. And he's in movies. He's in movies. All that stuff. And he paid for all those incredible lawyers. And literally created the Kardashian family. Mm-hmm. Um, and got away with it. And got away with it. Um, but I'm sure that, took, that was a big financial drain on him. And then... He had the, he did the next um, he did the next trial and all that and then recently you know he actually got out of jail he's you know a free man he's on parole but I know I saw one interesting nugget about this was when he was in his um, parole hearing his lawyers were able to get him the right to smoke weed while on parole which that doesn't happen that's not yeah. something people get so how much money does this man still have where he can still afford lawyers that can do all this like how much money does that man have I have no idea. Wow. Does, he, does he get money for stuff like People vs. OJ? Does they actually give, have to give him money for that, I wonder? They use his likeness, so I would assume so, right? That's crazy. Isn't it weird that like you're talking about how terrible a person is, and you got to give them money? Yeah, that is, yeah, that's pretty much true. That's how it works, though. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess he made some residuals off of that. And I don't know, man, but he's, he's still... I guess he's still doing good. He's still got like a house in California and all that, so and a house somewhere else. I think that's when he's in house arrest in, or parole, or whatever. I would imagine that OJ has the kind of money that makes more money. You and you, you, you have money that you've invested somewhere, and just somehow every month, more money appears in yeah. your account. And he's probably been soaring it up for a while. I don't know, like a fucking spirit bomb of, of wealth. And so that's where we're at. I don't know. Um, if you know anything about OJ Simpson and his money situation, uh, text me at. I'm not gonna give a phone number. You know, shit. Uh, so, also, going back to, like, the fucking beginning of this discussion. Um, Outsiders running for political office. Before that, even. You said ads are bad. And I agree. Bads. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
so yeah. Bads Mickelson. Yep. Boom. Got it in one. Yep. Dunk, dunked in the hole. Bads Bunny. Anyways. Bads Company. So you heard of GDPR, right? Yeah. And this affects you and your business, right? This, the, the, what, the legislation, anyway, is theoretically, if it was in America, would affect what you do, correct? Yes, theoretically, it would affect me. Okay, so can you can you walk us through a little bit about like what it is that, that this uh, this does to you? You don't want to talk about it? It doesn't, no? it doesn't do anything. It's Europe. It doesn't do anything to me. Okay. And also, I'm not going to... I'm not going to disclose what I do for a living anyway. Well, I mean, but... like a broad... What you went to school for, basically. I didn't go to school for that. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, what I went to school for was... Uh, I was interested in databases and uh, the architecture that they're built on and how data is stored. Um, and it's very, it was very cool to learn in college. Um, once I got out into the real world, I realized that all the applications of my knowledge is something I don't like. Mm-hmm. Like... Uh, I think analytics is very cool, but I think that analytics should be ethical. Mm-hmm. I think I even think data mining is very cool, but data mining should be ethical. And a lot of it really isn't because, and this is going to get entirely off the GDPR discussion or something else, because um, a lot of things people do. So back when Zuckerberg um, was on the stand or whatever, I don't even remember what it all happened with that. Fuck that guy. So people were like, oh, if you know, if you don't want your uh, data to be stolen, don't use Facebook. Or And then it was like, oh, then don't just, uh, oh, and if you really don't want it, just don't use the internet. And they act like that's an option. Yeah. They act like you can actually live in America these days and try to live, you know, to try to live and do anything and not use the internet, which is already a bullshit claim. And then they're like, okay, well, sure, you can use the internet, but just don't use Facebook. Then, and even though I don't really like using Facebook anyway, if you're the kind of person who does like using something like Facebook... That's an option only if there's an ethical alternative. But any any alternative you would have to Facebook, any other social social network, they all do the same shit too. Mm-hmm. So until we live in a digital marketplace where there all are alternatives that don't take data from you, then you don't really have a choice. You, right. ha- you have to do these services. You have to use them. Um, things like Twitter and Facebook and Instagram are part of... They're part of business models. They're part of everything people do these days. It's various, all streamlined, one service, one everything. People are all using this, all this stuff, and you don't have an option. You don't have. There's no. There's no alternative to Instagram that has any close to the market share and doesn't steal your data. Mm-hmm. So that's a, that's a big problem. People feel like they can just say, "Oh, then just don't use it." That's not an option. That's like if. That's like if you're if you didn't like your like if your car wasn't working, you need to get to work. Like, oh, then just don't drive. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's not no. I have to get to work. I have to do these things. A common anyway. refrain you hear from people who are like, global warming. Why you drive a car? You know, like I get somewhere, motherfucker. Yeah, I gotta I, drive. I, mean, I don't have an option. I can't walk. You know, thirty miles every day. So, mm-hmm. so GDPR mm-hmm. um, is a good thing. People of Europe, they are trying to actually protect people uh, and their data, which is very important because I do feel like if you are ethical about the way you collect people data, people's data. They would still be willing to give you enough to know about them, but not maybe not so no, not enough to where you would know, know where their kids are right now, right. which is a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's good for Europe, full stop, because it just does nothing for America yet, except for give us a lot of emails saying that privacy policies have been updated. Well, you know what's interesting is I saw I saw a thing the other day. Um, it was some website. I think it was uh, the guard, not the Guardian. It was some UK website. That was basically saying, oh, by the way, because it's like a subscription model, you know, how some of these news sites have where yeah. you got to pay to read their articles. And it was like, oh, yeah, because GDPR, we have two new we have two new pricing models. Here's the American model. 
here's a GDPR model. Yep. And the G- GDPR model was more expensive. Yep. Because they want to get people to, to rally against it. They want to say, oh, it's bad. It's making our prices go up. It's And it's the same thing, as we were talking about earlier, what happened in Seattle recently. Like, today. Yeah. Today, the mayor of Seattle put out a tweet saying that the people of Seattle have been heard. And they're going to repeal the how the tax the tax that was on Amazon businesses in Seattle to pay for homelessness to help help homeless people in Seattle. They're going to remove this tax because they didn't say this in a tweet now, but I found this out through my own research because Amazon stopped all construction on a new a new facility in Seattle and put thousands of jobs in jeopardy. So therefore, one person, Jeff Bezos, is able to hold hostage. The entire government of a, of a major city in America, that's but just because they didn't, he didn't want to pay, pay more taxes. Yeah, one company, one man can do whatever they want because they have infinite amounts of money, and that is where we're at now. We're letting corporations dictate legislation. I mean, we, we've always been doing this for a long time, right? But yeah. it's becoming more and more glaringly obvious that corporations are manipulating our... our if, if they're not buying politicians, they're basically strong-arming them into doing what they want with crazy fucking things like this by saying, we're going to get rid of jobs, you know, threatening people's livelihoods. Yeah, because what Bezos did was he... He stopped um, construction on their, on their facility and was like, well, I'm not going to do it and have all these jobs in your place until you give me what I want. Mm-hmm. And, and the problem there is the only way to actually combat that move is for universal solidarity. The yeah. only thing that can happen is Seattle says, okay, then fuck you. You don't have to be here anymore. You can move somewhere else. And the next place he goes to has to also not give him a break. The next place he moves to has to not give him a break. And every single place has to not give him a break until he breaks. Yeah. But the odds of that happening with our current political system are almost are zero. There's no way that it ever happen. Well, yeah, the way capitalism is, it's a dog-eat-dog world. That's like, you, you see, even when it's basically Jeff Bezos saying, I'm going to take a shit on your face, and you're going to pay me for it, you would still do it because it would look good on paper, and it would make you some money, you know? Yep. And so, basically, Jeff Bezos gets to do whatever the fuck he wants. Hey, well, how is it different? How is what happened here different from a fucking, uh, some uh, t- Italian dude walking into your fucking bar and saying, it's a real nice bar you got here, but you have something happen to it. That's the same fucking thing. Real nice economy you had there yeah. in Seattle. Be ashamed if something broke it, you I, know? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a quick amount of praise real quick, because mm-hmm. you did stereotype Italian people, but then you did... An, an unstereotypical Italian accent of "Hey, beware! Something happened to your bar here," which oh. is how no Italian person ever is. No, that was a transatlantic kind yeah. of thing I was doing at the beginning, which is not so, how Bobsters talked at all. So good, good job. Yeah, but like, it's the same thing, isn't it? It's threatening people. It's 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 like saying, "I'll break your legs if you don't do what I want." Yeah, and that's just it's fucking crazy that we're letting that happen. You yeah, know? I mean it's gonna it's gonna continue to happen because people like Jeff Bezos and. Zuckerberg and Musk—they all—they have all this this power that mm-hmm. is unchecked because you can't have a system of checks and balances for somebody who you know isn't actually in, a politician, you know, yeah. in any way. So it's, it's hard. It's like that old that old uh, um, Yu-Gi-Oh meme where it's like "fuck the money" or "fuck the rules." I have money, you know. Yeah. It's basically what it is. They can buy their way out of anything that's in their in their path. And it's sure it's it's funny in a children's TV show. It's not funny in real life. When real yeah. people's lives are on the line. That's true. <sighs> it's fucking depressing, dude. Um, but I feel like at some point, uh, people are going to have to wake up, you know, 
at some point you you, you can't keep giving any, until they're left. It sucks, but that's that's just the way it is. Yeah. And so, yeah, this Seattle thing fucking has has really bummed me out, dude. Because it's I mean it's supposed to be all this like great progressive city with all this you know hope for the future, and then they let one guy, one greedy asshole, just decide it for everybody. And it's like. I mean, in an ideal society, if we were so, not even in an ideal, if a, in a better capitalist system, if Jeff Bezos wanted to come to your city, open up a facility, and clog your traffic systems up, and and bring all bring all these jobs, sure, okay, fine, we'll see how good those jobs are, how many are minimum wage, unbenefited contract work, we'll see about that. They want to come in here and disrupt your city and bring all this traffic in and create all this fucking shit. Jeff Bezos tried to drink your piss. That's right, you have to piss in a glass and Jeff Bezos drink it on stage in front of everyone. That should be the price to move into any city in America with Amazon. Oh, I, thought you were, I thought you were saying that every day, every citizen of that city gets a piss in a cup and he has to drink everybody's piss every day. That's not a bad idea either. I'd go for that. Fuck Jeff Bezos, man. Fuck these billionaire assholes. Yeah. And this is why we need Gundam candidates. I know! Because if Jeff Bezos were to say to a Gundam, I want to halt production... The gunner will say, okay, I'll halt your life right now. I will take out my laser fingers and rip you inside out. So uh-huh. how about you turn those bulldozers back on, buddy? I have a scythe that is a laser, yes. sir. I do what my I want. My arms are actually guns. <laughs> like, they actually have rocket launchers on them. Yeah. I can destroy you and everything you've ever loved right now. Mm-hmm. So, no, your taxes are higher now, dummy. <laughs> you played yourself. So speaking of of tech companies and, and, and shit like that. Yeah. I don't think Amazon's technically a tech company. They that? are, very much so. How do you feel about Steam's new moderation decision they've made? You mean no decision? You mean we're, we're not going to moderate anything? Yeah, how, how, how does that strike you? I don't know. It's, okay, it's weird. It's weird because you have to live in, you have to live in two mindsets here. Mm-hmm. One, you don't want some of these games on Steam. You don't want Nazi propaganda. You don't want racist, sexist, all this stuff. School shooter simulators. School shooter simulators. But you also want to maintain freedom of speech. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's a very... Especially how we live today and how, many weird, how much weird shit goes on every day. We have to keep towing the line between maintaining freedom of speech and also deciding when things go a little bit too far. So... I don't know. Well, the whole Steam thing for me is if there's some Nazi propaganda game up on Steam, it, it's to me, taking it down isn't going to reduce the number of Nazis that are using Steam. Is If you take out this racist game, it's not going to reduce the number of racists. Same thing with sexists. Same thing with pedophiles. Same thing with everything. You're not going to reduce their numbers by taking a game off of the thing. I mean, if, if letting them have the game is what they need, Here's the thing. It's still not going to change their opinion. That's all I know. Only thing that's going to change people's opinions is actual social change in the world. Mm-hmm. So, I, w- I mean, obviously, I don't want these games on Steam, but I also don't know if taking them off is actually going to achieve anything. Because I don't see somebody who, right now in the world, isn't a Nazi going on to Steam, looking at some dumb indie game that's about Nazis that it looks like it's made for, you know, PlayStation 0.5, and they're going to play it and then become a Nazi. And I also don't see anybody who is a Nazi seeing the game being taken off and then being like, oh, well, maybe I was wrong. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's it's a weird it's a weird place. I mean, I, mean, I maintain that 
uh, seem to have a good shit about uh, freedom of speech because they're they're not bound by by you know government law on this one because they're not a government entity. They don't have to give a platform to anybody they want don't want to. And I would argue that getting rid of this bull, this shit first of all cleans up the store a bit because there is a glut of absolute dreck shovelware of the highest order constantly passing over the fucking threshold of steam. Why did they do this? Why are they letting thousands of games on there that are basically just literally ripped assets from other games be put up there all the time? Yeah. Why are they allowing this? I guess if you're a Steam Steam baby like me who only looks at the top sellers and the main page, you never even see any of these games. So I don't. I really haven't even seen most of these people are actually complaining about. Um, but yeah, I guess I see. I guess I see your point. Steam's on. Steam has a a Mac client, right? For if you have a Mac. I believe so. Yes. Okay. Let me check into that. But yeah, so it's like I mean, I feel I feel like uh, it would just be it would be more presentable if someone could go onto your platform and not find Nazi content. Just be like, hey, guess what? There's a Nazis here because we shouldn't allow Nazis to exist in a polite society, or really in any, in an impolite society either. Yes, they shouldn't be allowed to live. Yes, but the thing, and I agree with that. But you also, like I said, is taking the games off Steam and just. Kicking them off Twitter and doing all this—is that actually going to stop them being Nazis, or is it going to make them more Nazi? Oh, let me make it clear: I don't believe this has any political value whatsoever. Yeah. It's not going to win hearts and minds to remove this stuff, but I do think that you should fucking take a stand on issues. I do agree. At least stand up and say, "We won't allow bullshit here." You know what? A perfect transition. Mm-hmm. Speaking of video games and not liking Nazis, shout out to Bethesda at E3, not only for having one of the most insane conferences I've ever watched where they revealed so much new stuff, but also literally getting on stage and saying, uh, fuck Nazis and how they're going to, they program that into all of their video games. Yeah. So really cool on Bethesda for doing that because I, a couple years ago, I wouldn't think that fuck Nazis was such a cool stand to make, but these days it actually is. So Good on Bethesda for not giving a fuck about all these Nazis, uh, despite that they have you know some of the biggest games of all time. They're not trying; they don't care about these people. Yeah, can you remember when the first new Wolfenstein remake or not remake? I guess it's actually a sequel. Yeah, the Wolfenstein. It's a new game. Uh, the, what is it called? The New, new Colossus. Order. New Order. The New Order. Yeah, came out and people were like, "Oh, cool, a Wolfenstein game." And then the New Colossus was started to come out. And people were like, "Why is this political nonsense in my video game where you kill Nazis?" And it's like, yeah. Why does a game set at World War II have any mention of Nazis in it? That's political and it offends me. Yeah, it's like, it wasn't political in the 90s when they fucking made Wolfenstein and we shot Nazis yeah. in. Why is it political now? Nazis yeah. are a perfectly not political enemy, except they are becoming political now. Yeah, why is it that in Inglorious Bastards, when that, when that movie came out, we all thought it was so cool that Eli Roth shoots Adolf Hitler in the face a thousand times, and now all of a sudden it's not even cool to mention Nazis in a negative light? Yeah. What? I saw someone the other day on Twitter who compared Trump to Hitler. Mistake. He's not like Hitler at all. Yeah. And some dude was like, for, who was like, fuck you, Trump's not like Hitler at all. Hitler was great. And I was like, what? We're just fucking, I'm like, we're on some whole other level shit yeah, now, yeah. aren't we? That's wild. We're, we're like, he, the guy was like, Hitler was awesome. Here's all the great things he did for Germany's economy. Nowhere in there did he mention the Jews or the Holocaust at all. I was like, buddy, yeah. you're missing a couple of interesting points there. Yeah, that reminds me of, there's this quote from uh, Veep on HBO. One of the characters was talking about, um, 
Hitler. And then the the, the stats nerd Kent Kent on the show was like, people don't talk about how Hitler's numbers inside Germany through the roof. <laughs> <laughs> fucking uh, that's a great yeah, joke it's great I was like yeah and the thing it's true it is it's true. a close to 100% approval interesting wow. interesting how that works out huh yeah. when you kill everybody who doesn't agree with you it's, it's interesting strange how that how that can happen yeah but uh, I guess yeah E3 is happening that's interesting stuff going on there oh, yeah let's talk about some games for a second so we watched Bethesda mm-hmm. they 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 presented some stuff you know regular you know oh, we're doing wolfenstein we're doing some dlc for prey for yes. all this and then they're like oh here's todd howard and then todd howard came out and put all of our dicks into our assholes and then made them explode yeah um they talked about fallout 76 which you have mixed feelings about yeah. and i think it's awesome even though i'm never going to play it mm-hmm. um they revealed a new elder scrolls mobile game and they talk, and then they were like, "Oh, by the way, we're making this entirely new IP game. What's it called? Moonbase Starfield. Starfield. Mm-hmm. Oh, also, we're making Elder Scrolls Six. Also, I'm never gonna see you again. Out. And then Todd <laughs> Howard just ran off stage, yeah. full sprint. Mm-hmm. It was incredible. I think I, did I miss one? I missed an announcement somewhere in there, didn't I? Uh, oh, Fallout new, Shelter. New, Fallout Shelter. And then a new uh, Wolfenstein as well. Or not new Wolfenstein, but um, new content for Wolfenstein. Young Blood or yeah, whatever. Young about BJ's Daughters. Oh, yeah. Yeah, new game. It's going to be like a co-op game. Yeah, co-op. Cool. Almost cool with co-op stuff. Yeah. Um, and then we watched Sony's. And like the worst press conference ever. Sony, let's talk for a second about what you're doing here. Because they took the first thing they did was they had everybody in this like high school auditorium looking thing. With like candelabras and stuff. And then a man came on stage with a banjo. And he played an entire song. And then he stood up and left the stage... And then they played the gameplay trailer for Last of Us Part 2. And I was like, that was weird, but okay. Yeah. And then we took like a 20-minute break to listen to some nobody's talk yeah. outside the thing. Come back, they've completely rebuilt the interior of the location. Added in a huge, bigger, way bigger new curved screen. A man plays a flute for 10 minutes. And then we get a trailer for a samurai game or yeah. I don't know. No something. one's ever heard of. No one's ever heard of it before. And then we just, and then from there on, no more musical performances, just a bunch of trailers, one after the other. Where these weird, like, anime, animated characters come out and do, like, a 10 second song thing in between each one. And they did some, some of the worst trailers I've ever seen. Kingdom Hearts 3 trailer being maybe the what worst trailer that? I've ever watched. Gameplay looks cool as hell, yeah. but no continuity in that trailer at all. But I guess that matches the games, because as much as those games are great, they are convoluted and have no continuity. I do want to break it down just real quick on that trailer. We started off with them on the Pirates of the Caribbean world. Who cares? And then they and they pan around to each character from Pirates yes. of the Caribbean to make sure you know they're all there in this franchise that we all still love. Where is the Pirates of the Caribbean heat at right now? There's no heat. No one cares anymore. They literally replay a scene from the third movie that I'd forgotten about until it's happened again. With the yeah. boat in the desert. Yeah. And then we see some pretty interesting gameplay. We got some boat battles and then some fucking fighting. Yeah. Jumping around. And then we just go into like a tw- two minute scene where like Hot Topic rejects say vaguely philosophical stuff at the main characters. And then we're into the end of the trailer. Yeah. None of this made any sense at all. It was just complete bizarre gibberish. And it kept changing the song. The music kept changing. There was no through line. Yeah. And then they did they did a trailer for a new game from the guys who make Rick and Morty, which the trailer was really bad because it was like 
it was it was like I'm pretty sure it was straight up dialogue from one episode of Rick and Morty, just kind of rearranged. Which even though Rick and Morty gets bad flack for its fan base, it's still a very clever show. Yeah. But they literally just ripped some basic dialogue from the show and did like a 30 second trailer for a game that like, it looked kind of cool, but we didn't really see much about it. Yeah. Um, it sounded like it sounded like one of the sketches from the TV episode. Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, improv where they just ramble for 30 seconds about a, a topic and then yeah. move on. You know. So and that was bad. And I don't even. Resident Evil 2 remake? Resident Evil 2 remake looked cool. And then also, the final trailer that we watched was for the new Spider-Man game, which actually looks really cool. It does. Um, very action-packed and... Uh, kind of an Arkham-y style yeah, of fighting. Uh, combo-oriented, so it looks really, really cool. Um, a lot of good enemies, too. A lot of, a lot of the, the bo- all the all of his rogue galleries yeah, there. including uh, Negative Man. Negative Man. I don't know who that guy never is. never heard of this guy before. He must be some new shit. Um, so that's only, I, mean, I guess we watched part of the Nintendo one when we watched the, the Nintendo one. Smash. Oh my god, that blew me away. Smash is going to be so good. I'm a huge Super Smash Brothers fan. Played, yep. played them all. Love them. Um, watch it competitively. Um, they're actually doing a tournament right now at, at um, E3 with the new game. But being the purist that I am, I can't watch a badly ran tournament. So I didn't, I'm not watching it. Um, but they're adding their... Every character that's ever been in Smash is going to be in this Smash, and a couple of new ones, which is cool. Including Ridley. Including Ridley, finally, which a lot of fans have been dying for. We're finally going to get Ridley from the Metroid games. Um, that's cool. And, yeah, I love Smash, and I hope I hope that... I don't even know what else Nintendo did at their conference. I guess i got to look it up, but, yeah. I heard there was a Xenoblade uh, prequel or something. I don't know. Oh, color like me. Don't care. Okay. You're the Xenoblade guy. I'm not. That's true. I do enjoy those games. This new one, not quite so much. I don't know. It it oh, really? I thought you liked it. It's good, but it's like, it's nothing was ever going to match Xenogears yeah. ever again. But. I was watching you play it, and I was like, every five seconds, there's like ten minutes of dialogue explaining a new mechanic. And then I'm like, well, oh, what do you do now? And you're like, oh, I'm just putting my hex pieces into my uh, hyperdrive, which if I load up every ten minutes with new... Uh, hex crystals that I can actually do a super attack with one of my characters for 5% extra damage um, bet- in between each encounter. And I'm like, what? Why? What? How is this beneficial to you right now? Um, so it, lo- it looks like a game that had a lot of mechanics. Which it had a lot of mechanics. I guess it's kind of the way it is in a lot of JRPGs mm-hmm. and um, dense RPGs in general, but calm down. Also, in this game, you better fucking remember them because you can't go back to the tutorials ever again. They don't save them in a menu somewhere for you to look at later on. So if you forget something, fuck you, buddy. You're yeah. done. Damn. Um. So yeah, E3 has been interesting. The most interesting I've seen so far was Last of Us 2 trailer, which w- looked fantastic. Which I saw the last minute of, and it did look cool. I gotta watch the whole thing. It is. It's pretty badass. Um... I love the first game. First game is one of the most, one of my top five games ever made. Like Last yeah, of Us, it's in my one, top three. It's fucking, it's it's potentially game one of the games of all time because it made me feel feelings, man. But uh, the thing is, in this one, you play as Ellie, uh, grown up from the first game. You control her mm-hmm. the entire time. I assume maybe they'll have a twist like it was in the first game. Um, but like in the trailer, she she kisses another girl, which. If you played the DLC from the first game, it's revealed that her friend they were they were they were uh, I guess girlfriends or whatever, mm-hmm. the ones that also got bit by a zombie, and uh, people got very angry about this. And I keep seeing this phrase that I love. I've seen it since 2014, and it never ceases to amuse me. Called cultural Marxism. 
It's this, it's this, uh, like conspiracy theory of that that like Jewish c- communists are trying to to change America to be more socially liberal or whatever to pave the way for communism with like gay stuff and women stuff basically that's what they're trying to say yeah and it's the it's just so fucking it's so fucking dumb i'm like it's on everywhere now it's all cultural fucking marxism it's like this is trying to inject the gay agenda and everything and i'm like folks can't just be gay it can't just happen yeah just let people be gay i think that even in the apocalypse there'll be some gay people running around probably if i had to guess New Assassin's Creed in Greece is getting bull- is getting shit for that too because you can be gay in that game too. I mean, like guys, it's Greece. I'm not actually taught you this in school. We probably didn't. There's a lot of fucking. There's it's a lot of butt fucking. Literally happening the there. gayest place to ever exist. It was a lot of butt fucking, a lot of rug munching, a lot of fucking different different ideas about sex happening in Greece. Some good, some bad. Uh, the gay stuff's good. Children stuff not great. Uh, so a lot of things happening there. Who cares? Long time ago. Um, Get over it. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Doesn't matter to me. I agree. It's like... And some people say it's, it's soulless corporate pandering, and I'm like, yeah, sure, maybe it is. But it's not hurting anybody for, the, for, that, for that to happen. I mean, come on. Would we would we want to not have that in a more equitable society? I think we'd probably have more of it, you know? We'd be more inclusive of people's yeah. experiences. Everyone should be more gay. I mean, hey, why not, right? Be a pretty good, be a pretty good way to keep population down, which is something we need to th- start thinking about at some point. It doesn't have to be exclusively gay. I'm just saying, you know, be a little more gay. Or we could kill all the rich people and fuck forever because we have all their stuff. That's true. Just, hey, there you go. Uh, any other topics? Any other things have happened over mm. the past week? Not the past week. I was going to talk about the, uh, the the death of cultural superstar uh, Drizzy Drake Rogers. But that's coming past. Um, big stuff there. But, you know, that's... uh. Everyone knows about it now. So. Who, who, who is Drake Rogers? Drake. Oh, that Drake. Yes. He has a last name? Uh, I actually don't know. One of my friends who's a big Drake fan calls him Drizzy Drake Rogers, uh-huh. so I'm assuming his last name is Rogers. Oh, okay. But, I thought he was like Cher or Bono. I mean, no, his name... Yeah, yeah, his, name, his real name is... Is Drake. It's not, it's not his real, I think his real last name is Rogers. That's okay. all I know. What's his real first name? No clue. Okay. It's not Drake. I know, I know it's, it's not, not Drake. Drake. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So. I will talk about this, though. I have one thing to talk about before we go. Uh, so an article the other day from Bloomberg. Yay. Lord forgive me, for I've sinned. But uh, Bloomberg had an article about insulin. We all know diabetic people, probably. Everyone probably has one diabetic uh, friend or acquaintance or yeah. enemy. And so um, they were talking about How many how... diabetic enemies do you have? <laughs> I have one. Uh, so there's like a... Oh, you do? I do, yeah. So insulin um, costs have skyrocketed over the past couple of years. Yeah. And the thing is, you know, is that the, when the, when the people who figured out how to how to uh, make insulin for the patent, they refused to patent it, take any money, they gave away for free, basically. Anyone that wants it could have it because they wanted. They were like, "This is a life saving technology. Everyone should have access to it without having to pay for it." We're gonna give this technology away for free because insulin needs to be widely available for a cheap, very cheap ideally free and the price just gone up and the thing is is that they're like we don't know why 
We can't figure out why the price of insulin has gone up. What could it be? And it turns out their explanation at Bloomberg was that the technology has gotten more more expensive. Because you know you know how it used to work, right? We used to catch a pig, stick a needle in them, extract the insulin, boom, yeah. works to humans too, right? Now they got some shit where algae can grow insulin or whatever. It just drip, drip, drip insulin all over the place. And it's fucking it's it's, it's way cool. Drip, drip, drip. Right, yeah? And so, but the thing is, oh, well, the technology's gotten more advanced, so of course the price has gone up. But the scientists who actually develop that technique say that it's way fucking cheaper to produce insulin in mass quantities using the using the bacteria or the algae or whatever it is to do it, right? Yeah. So the pig way was more expensive and we don't use it anymore. But the insulin prices have gone up and they can't figure out why. And I'm like, I know why, Bloomberg. I get it. It's capitalism. They're going to continue to try and jack up the prices because the tendency of the rate of profit to fall over time is a bitch. It's how it works. Yep. Marx was right. As as the profits continue to shrink, no matter how marginally, the capitalists are going to look for ways to claw back as much money as possible, and they see that opportunity in insulin, a, a, a thing that people literally need to continue, to continue to live. their life. Yes. And it's like, how soulless can you get? You know. Yeah. I don't know, man. Any thoughts on that subject, or? I mean, it's the same. It's the same idea we had with Martin Shkreli, all these things. I mean, yeah, people are, people are awful, and they're. I mean, the fact that you, the fact that first of all, this shit isn't just free in the first place is a travesty, and the fact that you don't make it cost more when people, people who have this disease, like people don't. Something I always thought people don't choose to have these diseases. Mm-hmm. Like, if if a billionaire gets cancer. I mean that's fine because they're gonna be able to pay. They're gonna be able to pay for it. They're gonna be able to have the best life possible. But if a person who lives in destitute gets cancer, they they didn't. Cho- they, nothing about nothing. These two people is different when it comes to you know their biology. Their biology. So it's not. It, it's in, it's incredibly unfair that that person in destitute is just going to die from it mm-hmm. when they shouldn't have to. Like why should there be? Why should there be a cost associated with staying alive? Yeah, that's one thing I've never understood. That's why I don't understand why there isn't. More access for healthcare, more access to just food, water, everything for people who don't can't afford it because there shouldn't be a cost associated with just living. Sure, if you in this capitalist society, if you want to associate a cost with living well or living comfortably, whatever, but there shouldn't be a cost to just stay alive. Right. Yeah. That's just it. Never has made any sense to me. Yeah, me neither, man. And it seems like, like you said, if a, if a, if a rich person gets cancer versus a poor person getting cancer, I always hear the libertarian argument of if you don't like something, just opt out of it. You can't opt you can't out opt of out your of fucking cancer. biology. Yeah. You can't opt out of having depression or uh, or being schizophrenic. That's just going to be you. And if you can't get access to those drugs, you're probably going to end up like either dead or homeless or institutionalized, which is basically like being put in, being put in an asylum in the fucking 1800s or prison. You know. So it's like, you can't, we are not masters of our own destinies. Everyone assumes, oh, you you completely control everything about your life. That is not true at all. And, you, and the whole argument shouldn't fall apart the instant you think about cancer. Yeah. It should fall apart immediately once you realize it doesn't matter who you are, you can get cancer. But some people are going to be able to live through it and some folks ain't. And a lot of it depends on money. Yep. And that's the sad fucking truth. What is it from a... Uh, was it from Bill and Ted where they said, uh, doesn't matter if you're a king or a street sweeper, sooner or later everybody dances with the reaper? Yep. Death is the great equalizer, but I'd argue that 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 sooner or later is a lot later for the rich. Yeah, a lot later. But uh, 
So yeah, I think that's the podcast. That's the podcast. That's two weeks for the podcast right there. One podcast. We covered a lot of topics. We didn't bullshit around as much. Nope. We got it done. Yep. Figured out our, our approach for a Gundam candidate. That's going to happen. Yes, Gundam candidate is going to happen. Mm. Um, and then abolish Golden State Warriors candidate. Yeah, maybe definitely. you know, maybe Gundam candidate hey, will run on that. Two great topics. Or better yet, he doesn't run on it. He gets elected. Just blows him up real quick. That is true. Boom. That is true. With his arm guns. Of course. Um, um, so this has been the Lineals Podcast. I'm Smith. You can find him on Twitter. Uh, at MC Surf. I'm Seth. You can find me on Twitter at Real Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. Um, I tweet a lot. And a lot. He does every day to spell. Yeah. Our art was done by Marcus Barkley. You'll never hear from him ever. Um, Sometimes I stream video games very rarely on Twitch at uh, uh, SurfMC. Not to be confused there. with MC Surf. Yeah, that's right. Switch them around. Um, and yeah, so fuck Tom Brady and Kevin Durant. You can lead a horse to water, but it won't get under it. Mm-hmm. Uh, We've come to a time where we've stopped trying to solve our problems. We just want to outlive them. Mm-hmm. And there's oh, and from New Orleans to New York, this has been the Illennials Podcast. We're out. Out. <laughs>